Hey everyone, and welcome to the Growth Tribe podcast, where we're all about growing ourselves to create lives we effing love on our terms. I'm Ellen, and I'm a former biomedical researcher turned coach who fell in love with personal growth when it empowered me to transform my health quit my PhD, travel the world, and start my own business. But don't get me wrong, I'm still figuring my shit out too, and I'm so pumped to share what I'm learning along the way. We've got amazing interviews, big stories, tips, tricks, and no bullshit action steps that we can all learn from. So with that, welcome to this episode of The Growth Tribe. Hey friends, welcome back to the Growth Tribe podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed Denise's interview on Monday or Tuesday. When the hell was that? Tuesday. Um, I enjoyed that conversation so much. And Denise is just one of my favorite humans. Not only is she like, like a science badass, now a business badass, but she also is just such an insightful person, such a supportive person. And I really, really enjoyed her coming on, telling her story. And I feel like For all of us that have ever kind of wondered about, is it okay for me to change my mind? You know, I chose this path. I dedicated all this time to my path. You know, is it okay for me to change my mind? And you have somebody like Denise who comes on and she had so much certainty in her path. And look, she's still changing her mind as well. And I feel like it gives us all permission to do the same. Today, in today's podcast, I want to go in a different direction because there has been something that has been on my mind. It's been a recurring theme over the past few weeks, and I've started to pay a bit more attention to these recurring themes as they come up in my life. And this one was addressing the fact that is there really such thing as a bad habit? You know, we've been talking about habits in my Growth Tribe Academy, which for those of you that don't know, I launched a monthly membership site last month. Super stoked about it. I'm loving the people that are in it. Thank you all for those of you that are in it and are listening for joining. And we've been talking about habits in that academy. And one of the things that I've been trying to be very, very careful about is not necessarily calling habits good or bad. In one of the readings that I was doing, they actually specifically addressed this, that there's really no such thing as a bad habit, that there are effective habits and ineffective habits. And at first I was kind of like, huh, that's interesting. I kind of brushed it off, like definitely absorbed it, but didn't really think much of it. And then last week I was doing my NLP life coach training. And in that training, we were talking about what they call some of the presuppositions of NLP. For those of you that don't know, NLP is stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's essentially a methodology for establishing, you know, noticing the patterns of language, you know, thought patterns, et cetera, that really, really dictate not only our relationships, but our behavior and so much more. But it stands so it's a fancy, fancy way for essentially kind of the thinking and behaviors that really control a lot of things in our lives. For those of you that are NLP NLP aficionados, I hope I did that definition justice. I am obviously doing the training. I'm not an expert at this yet, but we were talking about some of the presuppositions of NLP. And one of the things that came up was this notion of positive intention. And as he was talking about this, he was just like, okay, forewarning, I might piss some of you guys off because this is a very, very divisive topic. And essentially what the topic was is that every single thing that happens, every single thing we do, every single decision that anybody makes, there is a positive intention behind it. 
And he paused when he said that and kind of waited for people to resist. And in my brain, I kind of was. You know, how can smoking be a positive intention? How can war have a positive intention and all the decisions that lead up to war? You know, how can some of the exceptionally traumatic things that people experience at the hand of other people, how can that possibly have a positive intention? There are so many things in our lives that you know, are outwardly very, very negative. So how can there be positive intent behind those things? The more I thought about it and the more that we discussed it, I realized that he was right. You know, that this statement really, really was right. And, you know, you might even be resisting that notion as well. But I want to break this down for you because I think this is a really, really important thing to know in terms of taking perspectives as well as, giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt and understanding why we do some of the things that we do that are seemingly, quote unquote, bad. So let's think about it from the context of something like, you know, a bad habit like smoking or nail biting. These actually have positive intentions behind them. You know, let's take smoking. That was an example we actually used in our call. And it's something that You know, in all actuality, when I really sat down and started thinking about it, there are a lot of positive intentions behind smoking. I have never smoked a cigarette in my life, but I know enough people that do that I can see the positive intention there. You know, for so many people, smoking is a social activity. You know, it's a way in which they are able to make social connections with other people. It's also a stress reliever, you know, for so many people. And I actually have heard Brene Brown say this, who she was a former um, smoker and she stopped smoking over the years. And if you ask her if she ever misses smoking, she will unequivocally tell you, yes, she does. That not a day goes by when she doesn't miss smoking because smoking was stress relief for her. You know, take nail biting. I will fully admit, and I know some people think this is disgusting, but it's a habit and it's something that I have tried so hard over the course of my life to break. But nail biting, I'm I'm a nail biter. Like, yeah, I'm probably grossing people out right now, but I don't really give a shit because I want to use this as an example. I'm a nail biter and the act of nail biting for me, it's an anxiety reliever. Like when I'm nervous or stressed, I'm a nail biter. It also simultaneously at one point in my life helped me to manage emotional eating. When I was struggling with my weight, when I was struggling with eating my emotions, nail biting was one of the things that helped me overcome that. There were positive intentions behind nail biting for me. They might have been subconscious at the time. I may not have realized what they were, but they were, you know, on some level giving me some sort of positive benefit. Even war, and I know there's some people that this is going to be a hard thing for them to really wrap their brain around or a hard thing for them to accept. But even war, there's actually a positive intention there. On some level, one of the parties involved thought that they were doing something that was going to better their country or their community, that the act of going to war was going to serve a higher purpose. You know, Hitler, infamous and horrible as he is known throughout history now, he thought he was doing something in his brain to better his country. I mean, we see him as a psycho now. Yeah, he does not have a good reputation, historically speaking. 
And as much as we might hate to see it, he had a positive intention. It's uncomfortable to think about, isn't it? But it's important because not only does it help us to see differing perspectives, but it also helps us to see what the positive intention behind some of our more negative or bad behaviors and habits might be. And that knowing that, you know, knowing that somebody is going to have a different intention or a different perspective than me, that helps us to better understand people, better connect with people. Knowing that even my shittiest habits come from a potentially good place, that helps us to have a bit more, A, compassion with ourselves, but it also helps us to really, really think about, okay, where is this habit coming from? And this is where we're really going to get to the actionable part of today's topic. So step one of this entire process is recognizing that there is a positive intention. I always say to my clients, awareness is step one, and this is no exception to that rule. You have to become aware of the fact that no matter what, there's usually a positive intention behind whatever thing you're doing or whatever thing someone else in your life is doing. It's gonna take a bit probably for you to accept that, but the sooner you do, the sooner you'll be able to apply that knowledge in a way that's helpful to you and to the people in your life. Which brings us to step two, or step, did I say A? I don't remember. Step two, step B, whatever I said. (laughs) You can also use this knowledge to really, really get to the root and the crux of why you're doing what you're doing. What purpose is it serving? You know, let's use another example here. Do you always overeat at the end of the night or the end of the day? Or maybe you get home and it's not overeating, but you indulge in a few too many glasses of wine. Or maybe you binge watch TV. Ask yourself why you're doing that. Why is, what's it helping you feel? What is it helping you not feel? Is it helping you numb? Is it helping you escape? Dig into the reason why you might be doing this and what positive purpose and positive intention, this simple action might be serving for you. If we don't know the answers to these questions, then we can never address these feelings. And if we can never address these feelings, we can never remedy them and remedy the situations and feelings that are ultimately leading to the behavior that we don't want. So that's really the second step is once you accept that, yeah, there might be a positive intention behind the thing you're doing, then you can start, you can move into the third step, which is ultimately trying to find a way to replace the behavior that you don't want to engage in. You know, we talked about the fact that I'm a nail biter. I'm sorry if that disgusts you, but it's a fact of life. I've always struggled with biting my nails. I've always known that, but I've never actually stopped to think until recently, until we got into this habit section of Growth Tribe Academy, until we talked about positive intention in my NLP class, I never would have sat down and thought, okay, what purpose is this actually serving for me? You know, what has it helped me overcome or manage or deal with in the past? And as I sat down and started thinking about some of these questions for myself, I came to the realization that it was stress-related. It was a way in which I managed my anxiety. You know, sometimes it was a way in which I kept myself from eating, which is weird to think about, but that was something that maybe it was helping me manage. 
And I had to sit down and uncomfortable as it might be to think about the positive intention, I had to come up with what those positive intentions might be. And then in the third step, I had to think of, okay, what are some other things, other behaviors that I can engage in that will help me replace this ineffective habit. It's not a bad habit, it's serving a purpose, but it's ultimately an ineffective habit. I could come up with another behavior, another habit that serves this purpose better. So some of the things that I came up with is when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling you know, anxious, I can journal. When I'm feeling stressed or anxious, I can grab my phone or sit down at my computer and maybe you know shoot a message to my therapist. You know, when I'm feeling stressed or when I'm feeling anxious, maybe I go work out. You know, maybe I make myself a cup of tea. Maybe I, you know, there's other behaviors that I can engage in that can busy myself. You know, one of the things I've actually started doing, which probably drives other people in my life crazy, is I've been like actively trying to like do other like fidgety things with my hands. So maybe that's like tap my fingers or like it's almost like I'm having a thumb war with myself, (laughs) which is weird, but finding other things to replace that behavior with, some of which are directly finding another thing to do with my hands. I've actually, and one thing that as I'm saying this, I actually realized I've started doing is when I'm feeling anxious or just feel like I need to do something with my hands so that I don't bite my nails, I go play the piano. Talk about an occupation for my hands, you know? I'll go play the piano. I'll sit down at the piano for a while and really just kind of get some stress relief from that, but also do something with my hands. So for you, what behavior are you thinking of right now? What behavior is something that you're struggling with? You know, maybe it is emotional eating. Maybe it's exactly some of the examples I've given. Maybe you binge watch TV at the end of the day. Maybe you smoke. If it's a behavior that you want to stop doing, The first step you have to take is to acknowledge the positive intention behind that behavior because there is one. The the second step is to ultimately figure out what that behavior is helping you manage. You know, what feelings is it helping you deal with? Is it helping you numb? Is it helping you escape? All those questions that I rattled off before, think about what this behavior is doing for you. And then last but not least, try to come up with some replacement behaviors. Come up with multiple because the likelihood that the first one you come up with, the likelihood it's gonna work is slim to none. So come up with multiple that you can try. You know, I actually really, really like now that I've thought about it, the fact that, you know, playing the piano is maybe a way in which I help overcome this because not only is that stress relieving and anxiety relieving for me, but it also does something with my hands. So if you can, you know, find some sort of activity that not only helps to relieve whatever emotion you're experiencing, but also occupies you in the exact same way that you, of the bad behavior that you were previously engaging in. So, you know, smoking, um, finding something else that maybe, you know, involves your mouth or involves your hands. That sounds super weird to say out loud, Um, but that involves the parts of your body that the, you know, ineffective behavior you're trying to replace utilizes. I hope that makes sense to you guys, but the more this has come up for me over the last few weeks, the more I've realized, A, this is something that even if we realize we may not talk about this whole notion of positive intention, and I really have realized lately how important it is for helping us overcome some of the behaviors, the ineffective behaviors, the quote unquote bad behaviors that we engage in in our life. So I hope that this was useful to you guys, and I hope that you learned something from it, and I hope you it helps you 
to really, you know, overcome and address the positive intentions behind some of your, you know, worst behaviors so that you can ultimately rectify them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys are really resonating with the content that we covered in terms of the solo episodes, the interviews. I am just having so damn much fun doing this podcast and sharing all of this information with you. So thank you so much for being a part of this. If anything in today's episode really resonated with you, you want to dig into it more, please, please head to coachellen.com transform and let's connect. Let's set up an opportunity to chat. It's no obligation, no strings attached, completely free. I just want to be able to sit down with you and really take the opportunity to connect you with the content that is going to serve you most. You Maybe it's a great book recommendation. Maybe it's an audiobook I love. Maybe it's another podcast or another coach that really, really digs in so well to the content you're looking for help with. You know, I don't give a shit if you ultimately end up working with me or resonating the most with my content. I just want to connect you to the content that is going to best serve you. So please head to coachellen.com slash transform. Let's chat. Let's set up that call because I would love nothing more than to meet you and to really help you out, help you to level up in your life. So once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, for supporting me in doing this podcast, for supporting the stories of the amazing people that have come on and told theirs. And thank you, my friend, so much for being a part of the growth tribe.